Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Mud Talk. We have Mr. Dr. Durant here officially on the show, TPS superintendent. Like I said, I like to call him the Barack Obama of Toledo. So we thank you so much for being on the show and in this interview with us. Um, before we get into any of the questions, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about how you even got to the position of superintendent? Uh, you know what? I, I started off as a, a fourth grade teacher. So, you know, going through college and most people know Chuck Ely, who is renowned for an undefeated uh, season at the University of Toledo. Uh, just so happened to build a relationship with his son, Damon Ely, who came in at the same year as the University of Toledo football player at the university. And uh, he was in education and he was in special education. And just maybe through conversation with him, as well as self-reflection, because I'm very spiritual, that I began to realize that I had a great bond and connection with children and kids. And for whatever reason, they responded to me differently than my my brothers, sisters, and, and other peers. And so I kind of just led by faith, you know, and I always tell people to walk by uh, faith and not by sight. And, you know, I ended up going into education, taught the fourth grade at Nathan Hill Elementary, sitting on Upton Avenue, wanted to become a dean of students at Spring Elementary, then went on to be the assistant principal at Spring Elementary, went from there to be the principal at Riverside, and then went to the Board of Education, became a, a superintendent, assistant superintendent. And then now I'm the 29th uh, superintendent of uh, TPS. That's awesome. 29th yeah. superintendent. I, I, I never even knew that. I, didn't, I remember when you became superintendent, I was really excited because I like that you just had grown up in Toledo and come all the way through. You went to an education program and came all the way through your teaching and yeah. until you became superintendent. And it's nice to have somebody local that understands the community that understands the needs mm -hmm. so i remember when you when you became superintendent i was really excited about that for tps for sure yeah yes. you know it uh you know that's why i tell people you know not only just going through from a professional aspect of being a student mm -hmm. uh knowing what it felt like on the other side so when when people talk about well how do you get to the point of calling snow days and all the other days because i remember <laughs> as a student i didn't appreciate when the superintendent had us out there walking and my shoes were getting messed up and everything else and said I said, I'm not going to do that. And uh, and at the end of the day, uh, I think it really uh, balances you as a person uh, when you have really been at various levels to know what it feels like when decisions are made. Whether you're right. a student, a teacher, a dean, assistant principal, principal, and even assistant superintendent, when you make a decision, how did you feel when you were in that seat? Because the things that were appreciated when you were in the seat, it's the things that are appreciated today. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know for me <laughs> at the school that I used to work at, um, at Ben Adventure, we um, we will always do our snow day based on TPS. And I would just be like, TPS, please close. <laughs> and I was just like, wait, who's my boss? Is it Durant? Or because at this point, I feel like Dr. Durant is my boss. And I would like get on Facebook and be like, Durant, please close. Like, or I will tag you on Facebook and be like, please close. So. Um, he, I will say, you tend to close a little more than the, the school that I work for. And right. I'm like, man, can we take a little bit of uh, advice from Dr. Grant? He knows what he's talking about. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but you know what, though? You do have a unique challenge in Toledo, too, that you do have a lot of walkers. So it's not just about the roads, but it's yeah. about people driving on the roads and kids walking, like you said, through the snow or just driving down roads that kids are walking yeah. down. And if it's slick and they lose control, yes. like those are challenges that I think well, a lot of us. And if you recall, earlier in my tenure, um, I had taken came into position when the district had cut $100 million out of the budget. Or out of the district so remember we didn't have transportation yeah. right we didn't yeah. have athletics we had cut a lot of programs and we were cutting schools cutting salaries and all the other things and um you know so when you think about it kids all kids were walkers and yeah. uh you talk about the elementaries as well as the high schools and high schools were using tartar for the most part but what you found was was a lot of kids walking in the street 
because the sidewalks yeah. were not, you know, emptied. And because everyone was a walker, you had tons of kids yeah. moving through and, and, and the community could see it. And they realized that that was a huge issue. And uh, so was appreciative that uh, the community has supported the district when it, when it comes to levies and going to the polls. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, since you've become superintendent, there have been so many educational programs and initiatives to help improve education opportunities uh, for TPS students. Um, out of those initiatives and opportunities, which have been your favorite so far and why? You know what? Uh, my favorite is just the whole magnet school strategy um, in regard to really creating unique schools. Um, you know, I tell people at the end of the day, you got to be more than the superintendent because superintendents manage buildings. You got to be a CEO minded, understand how to have an ROI on what you do, meaning everything that we have done has a return on its investment. And because of that return, we told the community we would not go on ballot for 10 years asking for new money. And it's been 10 years. We still haven't asked the community for new money because right. many of the things that we're doing and taking tax based dollars, we've created opportunity that is highly regarded that has created a return on its investment to allow us to do the next opportunity. And that's the magnet school approach. So we now have several schools that completely focuses on industry credentials as well as college credits and college degrees that align to those credentials. So at the end of the day, a prime example is our Aerospace Natural Science Academy. Aerospace is at the airport. The school is not sitting in your neighborhood. It's sitting at the place of industry. And at the end of the day, 180 fire jet wings and all the other officials who are within the, the aerospace uh, career profession are interworking with our kids in ways that you would not get in a traditional community building. Right. But they can get airframe certification, a power plant certification. They start doing pilot training, pilot license at the age of 15. They can do their first solo flight at the age of 16. I want you to think about that. Many of us are just now getting our driver's license yeah. at 16, and this child is taking off and landing all on their own and getting a pilot license. And so uh, it just really uh, touches my heart because one of the situations I just saw not too long ago, young man, I'm born and raised on the east side of three project housing in Birmingham Terrace for Bean Park Village and Wyler Homes. And uh, this young man lived in one of them and uh, you could see on his that he wears, you know, his situation on his sleeves. And to see this young man flying an airplane, coming from the east side, coming from out of a project housing really touches me saying, we are doing something special here that kids who would get the least opportunities are having the most opportunities for the fact that they were being able to experience because merely they're just going to school. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I absolutely like it. You have the, um, I know you started a barbershop program, which I thought mm -hmm. was great. I think yeah. You don't often yeah. hear about like cause programs, but I was like, what a cool concept to do, like not just a cosmetology for hairdressers, but like the actual specialized barber. That was super cool. Yeah. And then the medical, the medical school that you guys just started. Yeah. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that. The medical school, mom, dad, you listening, family, it'll save you $120,000, $150,000 in tuition and money. I'm telling you in essence because I've done it and set forth, but what we do is re-roll out this program methodically. Right now it's 9 through 12. We'll eventually roll it down to 7th and 8th. Um, but what kids would do is spend one year on uh, our renovated campus over uh, at the developers location. They will white coat out into the hospital. So what they would do is spend two and a half years of their teaching and learning in the hospital, not at the school sitting in the community, but within the culture of industry. So they're learning on the job while they're learning. How many of us got degrees that are in a field that's not nothing to, has nothing to do with our degrees? Right. And at the end of the day, you're doing a job and you're saying, well, I just learned on the job. So what if we took learning and put it at the job? Right. And so the kids wear scrubs to school, that's their uniform. We got them customized Crocs and that's what they wear for the shoes. They throw every part of the hospital industry at the hospital itself. So when you think about industry and they say, well, we need to get internships, who do you think they're gonna to turn to? 
They're sitting right here in the hallway. And when they say we need an employment, they're going to go with what they know opposed to what they don't know. See, All this right. kid knows, understands our culture, and has already been working with some of our people. It makes better sense to invest here than necessarily the one we don't know. And so this is the advantages that happen. And so within the medical space, one, uh, these kids will become pre-med students at they, in their junior year of high school. So again, they will come for two years of pre-med. Uh, and so what we've done is work with the university to help give them a presidential scholarship. So if they get a 3.9 or higher, Mercy said we'll give them a presidential scholarship, which means their final two years is free. That's a four-year pre-med degree at no cost to you or the parents. When you have college loan debt, that is yes. just astronomical and it's surpassed the credit card debt. And people are enslaved to this debt for the rest of their lives. They're just paying off the interest and they will never pay this loan off until that. And so what we do is try to empower parents that these opportunities exist. That your kid one gets firsthand, you know, knowledge and internships as well as uh, uh, credentialing. But more importantly, you're getting college credits and associate degrees as well as advancement to a four-year degree. And it's gonna be at no cost to you merely because you enrolled into the school. So that school, the pre-med, it fills up literally within weeks. We usually get about 200 applications. We can only put 75 slots in. At some point, we will expand the school to be able to take on 100 slots. But as of right now, you know, we've just been scaling it and scaling it and scaling it. So we're operating efficiently and effectively opposed to just over taking on overly uh, a budgeting it and then not necessarily having to return it it necessarily needs to have to operate it. Yeah, Man, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. And I hope I do hope parents are listening. That's like yes. in any of those industry credentials there. You know, I always tell the kids you're walking out of high school with the ability to go make big. I call it big kid money. You're making yeah. a big kid paycheck and not having to pay money for it. It's free. It's covered. Well, you know, even the aerospace or so the aerospace, we have an exclusive relationship with Delta Airlines and American Airlines. We're one of few in a, with Delta. Delta has the adoption of LaGuardia, New York and Toledo. And the American Airlines has adoption of ourselves. So the way they do it, they take the top five uh, aviation mechanics and hire them. And American Airlines does the same with the piloting. They are hiring these kids at $60,000 a year, 401k match, paid holidays, and can go anywhere in the world. So what we've done with these magnet schools, what we did is when we identified why that career choice is because their highest employment opportunity is here. Because we want to educate you here, we want you to work here, but we want you to live here. That's a return on taxpayer dollars that brought in their tax base. So yes, we have an aviation school because we have an airport here, 45 minutes up the road, we have Detroit, and then you have Metcalf as well. Where else are they going to want to go? So all those kids stayed here. They could have went to Germany, Africa, Australia, everywhere that Delta is located. They offered them up to go and they chose to stay here, which is, which is great. But that's the beauty behind the science of leveraging industry that exists here, because that industry is going to hire them here. And at the end of the day, you get to enjoy your kids and their lives and, their, and how well they progress, watching it right unfold before your eyes. Yeah. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. great opportunity. Now, being with all that said, you know, just um, last year, a couple of years ago, uh, we finally returned back to the classroom due to the pandemic. So how has education changed for you in your position since COVID? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, one of the positive things that, that have changed is, is this ability to communicate like you and I are doing right now. Uh, I could tell you, I have doubled my load of meetings merely because of Zoom, because I can get from point A to point B in seconds, mm -hmm. where before my secretary would always have to scale traveling time for me to get here, traveling time for me to get there and, and who wants to be there. And so I'm literally able to cover a lot more territory 
merely for that fact, and I'm able to join more boards. So I sit on 14 community boards. Uh, so Zoom helped for me to get from one board and then knowing the next hour later, I got to be over at the art museum board or whatever else that may be. Or uh, be really helped. That. Right. Beyond, beyond Toledo's <laughs> hottest podcast. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And so that's for the positive. The, the, the negative of it all is, is that our kids and, and just just people in general had been in such an secluded isolation during that period of time that at some degree they've lost social grace to some elements and have been foremost influenced more what they've seen on internet and social media and YouTube and whatever else that may be. And they find themselves emulating some of these things because they spent hours on top of hours of just pretty much engaged in that and not being able to have social activity and social interaction. School is a social interactive foundation, meaning these kids are methodically developing understanding for a social IQ. When people ask me, Dr. Grant, you got a good wealth of diversity with various people, social economics and race and et cetera. Where'd you learn that? I said, the uh, University of Wade High School because it was a diverse school. I said, right. you had various socioeconomics in that area because it's working class, uh, it, you know, project housing at the same time. Man, you didn't even know what race people are because everybody was inter, inter, intermingling and interacting in a way that, you know, you could have several different uh, background heritage in, in just in one. But the main thing is it, you truly got to understand what a child's going through or a friend going through, particularly knowing their home life their home situation, situation. And when you're out of touch with that, it's very hard to deal with. But at the end of the day, when you talk about the social interactions, kids not understanding, they got all the means to communicate, but can't communicate. So again, that face-to-face -face having conversations, how to get through disagreements as well as uh, other things had been lost. And so I tell people a lot, amount of time it takes to get into a situation, the amount of, amount of time it takes to get out of it. So no matter what it is, when intervention happens, it takes that same amount of time. So you got to put the work in to get returned, just like you put the work in to get into it. And that's kind of the thing that we're finding ourselves in. And uh, uh, hats off to educators across the country, as well as yourselves. You are in the trenches each and every day experiencing those social elements that you recognize that, okay, I know I got to do this for the standards of the state of Ohio, but I recognize in you. I got to work on some things in there that, that you know, you've been exposed to and you're dealing with, and that trauma is, is, is unleashing here in the classroom. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Now, and, you know, with that being said, when it comes to teachers, you know, there's currently a national teacher shortage that's going on right now. Um, so what incentives are you offering to bring in new teachers and staff to the district? Yeah. So let, let's talk about this. So, you know, in, in reality, <clears throat> there's not a, a teacher shortage. There's a lack of teachers in the areas that we need. So in other words, we get a lot of teachers K to three certified. That area is flooded. No one's teaching junior high. Like right now, you guys are considered high. You guys are premium. <laughs> Everybody, you're seventh and eighth, bring them. I, I'm ready to, I'm offering you jobs right now. You want to come to TVS, we need junior high teachers. You need math, math and science teachers, which are all there is, and then special ed. Yep. Every district across the country and the state are in need in these particular areas. And what you're getting is a common thread of people coming out K to three certified, K to five, you know, and, and, and they did a disservice, which I understood they because they narrowed it. You know, yeah. I'm a K to eight certified, so I could do anywhere from K to eight. They had narrowed it down to K to three, and that's, and that's the only thing they're certified for many of them to do. And if you had a whole flood of people who are coming in there, it hurt that ability. Um, but again, in regards to one, the state is trying to get more flexible on the licensure. 
and recognizing, okay, we, we are finding ourselves in a bind, but two, we have to create opportunities. So what we're doing at TPS, so all the schools that we're talking about, by 2025, we have 10 magnet high schools. Again, magnet high schools are schools that have no boundary line. Kids come from all over. We draft from over 40 school districts in regards to coming to our magnet high schools. And the one that we're creating out of 10 is the Educator Academy. So the Educator Academy is going to run 7th through 12th grade. And at the end of the day, every kid comes in wanting to be a teacher, a firefighter, a police officer, because that's their exposure. Somewhere they lose that interest. We want to get at them earlier in age, manifest and mold that until where they stay as a teacher, 7th through 12th grade. And what we've done is worked out a plan for them to be able to get a four-year degree, no cost to them, paid tutoring, learning the science of tutoring, not homework help, but tutoring. And at the same time, they do 60 hours of student teaching with us, their junior, senior of high school, then they'll do their method and student teach with University of Toledo, meaning they have now more experience with a master trained teacher, more yeah. inventory going into their first year. At the same time, they will start off at two years of seniority and pay because we hired them at 18 years of age to be a para. You're gonna work for us until you finish your degree. And when you finish your degree, you got two years of seniority. Now you're starting at a different rate of pay as a teacher as well. Uh, so exactly. those are all the different variations, science that we're, we're putting into this school. And it's gonna be located at Scott Park. Scott okay. Park campus is going to be there. So it's going to be have that school. It's going to have another magnet school, which is the Construction Trade Academy. And then we're going to add a third. So there'll be around thousand something kids who will be on that campus. Some will be educators. Some will be um, construction uh, workers. And others will be uh, the third choice that we decide upon. But uh, we're working those things out with the university. When do you when do you think the educator and the construction one is going to? Uh, the educator construction is going to start the fall 24. The Educator Academy was scheduled to start this fall. So what was originally going to happen was we were going to do the program, do the school at Gillum Hall, the College of Education at the University yeah. of Toledo. That's where we were originally. And then they were giving up. They wanted to get away from Scott Park. So we realized that that location was much more scalable to be able to do 7 through 12. Yeah. At the same time, the bus loop that runs over there was still navigating, take our kids right over to Gillum, Gillum Hall. Mm -hmm. So it really helped ourselves and be able to have a home to ourselves, as well as we get all the baseball diamonds, as well as all the other things that come with it. Uh, so we're excited about it. But construction trade, as well as the Educator Academy, will start the fall of 2024. We will get that out to the parents in regards to signing up. Understand what I tell people in regards to these magnet schools. Uh, the, the, the uniqueness about it is at the end of the day, one, not only are they industry driven based on a career pathway, but two, like I tell parents, these are public schools with private privileges, meaning yeah. mom and dad, your kids are going to compete to get in. They're going to compete to stay in and you got accountability just as well, or they'll be right back at their community school, yeah. which a lot of parents are looking for nowadays. And the whole essence, what that does allow us to be competitive to the private school space particularly in the state of Ohio that's moving much more to a voucher orientation. And when you see that, how do you compete with that? Well, yeah. you start creating, generating your own. And so we'll have 10 of them that uh, the community is really buying into. So we have kids traveling from Finley, Defiance, Pike Delta. I mean, they're tra traveling an hour each way to school based on the opportunity they get at the school. Wow. Which is awesome. That's I awesome, like that. Yeah. Public school with private privilege. Yeah. That is good. That's a, that's a great. You need to put that on like a t-shirt. <laughs> maybe it already is on a t-shirt. I don't know. I have to say, when I did my student teaching, I actually, one of the classes I student taught um, was teaching professions, which mm -hmm. was super cool because I was student teaching kids how to be teachers. So yeah. we were kind of like all learning together at the same time. And it was, it was such a cool, just that one class. And I had, I had juniors and seniors. 
as a career tech class. And um, it was such a fun thing. I can, I can only imagine how Think about this. One of the things that we're doing with them, we've already started uniquely designing it is, think about this. Every, both of you are doing uh, planning. But in the school, your planning is happening while the kids are sitting in the room and they're part of the actual planning because they got to learn how to plan for themselves. And yep. they're part, now they're part of the demonstration of their instruction. Yep. So now they begin to realize why you are saying we got to do this first. Because yep. you might not want to do it as a student, but now you're in the realization because at some point when you're in that seat, you're going to be doing the same exact yep. thing in regards to putting things in tandem order that allows you to scale according to the standard itself. And so that's the nice thing, neat thing about it is that you don't have to wait to your gym, your art, and your specials yep. to get your planning. Your planning is an actual period within the school day, that's and good. the kids are talking about, okay, what's the anticipatory pro, uh, word lesson? What materials do we need to have for this lesson? And, and how are we going to methodically go about differentiation of instruction and, and so forth, which allows these kids to really engage at a higher level because, one, it allows them to be more in tune because I created this. Mm -hmm. So I should be you know, more passionate about learning it just as much as I'm going to do it myself at some point as well. And I feel like that changes the mindset of what planning actually is, because a lot of mm -hmm. teachers, when they think planning, they think it's a breakaway for my kids. Like, please go to the gym, <laughs> go to music. It's actually like, we enjoy having plans. Yeah. I like my yeah. planning Honestly, period. it was right. it was my favorite class to student teach. I loved it. Yeah. And the kids were great because they wanted to be teachers. So there there was right. never any pushback about anything. They were so excited to do everything we did. And it was it was a cool class. Cool. I mean, and think about that. And so let's take that for a second and unpack that. That passion you talk about those kids having is because they were learning within the industry that they are pursuing. Yes. It's that same passion that an aviation kid has when they are within the industry that they're pursuing. And the medical person who's in the hospital within the industry, they're pursuing. So every one of them has a different drive and motivation. These kids were motivated about becoming educators that they were excited to just do this. Oh, we're going to yeah. do planning today? Are we doing planning today? And, you know, and we get to make a I want to teach. They Let love me it. teach. Like, Look, yeah. I can't wait to make a bulletin. Is it my turn to make a bulletin board? Like, they love that part. And I was like, yes. <laughs> that That's cool. I like that. That's super dope. Yeah. Um, so, you know, speaking of this, we're talking about how COVID kind of changed everything. Um, what advice would you provide to teachers who may be considering leaving the field due to the stress from uh, the teacher shortage? You know what, I, I, I would say grind it out, um, continue to look to each other for support as well as the uh, administration. You know, I kind of always tell teachers, you run into a hard time and things don't seem like you're getting supported at the building level, then you need to email me. Mm -hmm. I said, because I'll be the first to stop over. And that's one of the things I always like to do as a principal was put, poke into every room and um, in the same way as a superintendent and getting around to the 54 locations, um, you know, and, and getting out there. And so, I think the main thing is that to, to understand in regards to when you talk about a state of intervention, just as I stated a little bit ago, is that, you know, it took two and a half years to get us to this situation. Mm -hmm. And it takes about that same amount of time to get it out. At the end of the day, you're almost there in that sense of really finally getting to the point of getting out because some kids really had to be reorientated about how school is and how school. And I even, even in my mentorship group, I had to start all over and rebuild because the building process of the mentorship group started in elementary because of the COVID and the and isolation, we weren't able to recruit in the elementary. So by the time I got to high school, we missed we missed the opportunity of really captivating when they were young, yeah. which, you know, our group was around 2,500 strong. 
we ended up, you know, losing about half of that because half of them graduated out. And then we had a new group coming in that we did not, didn't have the exposure to. And so, like, again, it's really getting back to the basics of methodically, just as you do each in the beginning of the year. I think it's thinking about that, what that looks like in essence of, of other scalability opportunities, in essence of how you go about doing some of that. So I think keep your head up, keep grinding, you know, at the end of the day, find those students within that room that really kind of restores your energy and, and really strives and motivates you as well as then other professors uh, or, or teachers for that matter. But uh, that would kind of be my advice. And then at the same time, find a way to, you know, do those things exterior. So right now we do, um, uh, it's kind of like sip and paint, but it's called sip and paste pastry. And so we, they really love doing art and painting. We set up exhibits. We're going to be meeting at the art museum uh, in a couple of weeks, doing it again. Uh, we, so we try to just be creative, finding opportunities for them to unwind. And sometimes everybody doesn't have their own mindset of how that looks. And so you have to create it. But that's what I would advise. Find that way of unwinding. Like, for instance, minute we get done, I'm going to finish a little bit of work. I'm right back at the office. I'm going to go work out because we got a gym there. And that workout really makes, allows me to unwind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it allows me to get it off my chest. And at the same time, it's something I fundamentally came up with because of football. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's kind of like that, to me, type thing. And, and allows me to really exert energy and, and not be as intense as I could be. Absolutely. And we talked yeah. about this last Friday on the podcast yeah. um, about the importance of self-care and mental health yeah. as a teacher. And so mm -hmm. I think a lot of teachers are, you know, they're so passionate about what they do is that they don't take that time to right. pour into them. So if you don't pour into yourself, then you can't pour yeah, into nobody, can't else. nobody else. So That's right. I believe that was a, a direct quote from Mental Health Matters. I told you if I pay you want to check out Mental Health Matters by Miss Amy. Uh, but no, I think, and I like what you said, because I think a lot of us forget that it took, you say a year and a half. I would say this is probably our first full school year. Because yeah. even last school year, there was some time off and some learning yep. from home for little bits of time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is the first school. So, so I want to go two years to get into it. Right. You know, that's two years. And I think remembering that as an educator is hopeful because, right. you know, I think I looked at it and like said, like, you know, if you're if you are a current seventh grader, you're really functioning in a current fifth grade level right now as far right. as social emotional development, because they they, like you said, lost that for two years. And um, that that to me is really encouraging just to remember, hey, it's going to take some time to get back to where we not even where we were, because obviously the world changed, but to yeah. a good space where kids are used to being in school. Yeah. yeah. And it's just a matter of just keeping the faith. And, and at the same time, you got to develop and develop a system around you that does not allow the invitation of negativity. Yeah. If you're just scrolling through social media, you are. It, Facebook has already said if you spend up to above an hour, two hours on time, you're going to find yourself in depression and other things, which is why they're in the lawsuit they're into this to this yeah. day right now. And the thing about it is, so, you know, with social media, people say, oh, Dr. Green, you're always on social media. I, I'm a content contributor. Right. I'm not an engager. You see, yeah. when I engage, that means I got to sit and listen to all the messages and sit and listen to people's negativity and sit and engage at different things that I see coming back and forth. Mm -hmm. I get in and I get out because yeah. at the end of the day, I don't look for that. I don't yeah. read certain things. So people say, oh, I seen you on TV. I said, I have never watched a recording ever. Yeah. I have no idea how that recording went. I have no idea, however, because I said, because at the end of the day, you know, I don't read the newspaper. I don't read other things. I find I get my value system and my news differently. And then when I get my communication, I always get a good sense of regard to how did the article go and et cetera. But what I do is I try to keep those negativities out of my way. And, you know, one thing my dad always told me is that at the end of the day, uh, don't worry about the bone, but worry about who brought you the bone. 
And so one of the things I've always said is that if you bring me a bone, what did you do to defend myself within retrieving that bone within itself? And, and I think at the end of the day, when you start putting yourself and surrounding yourself with people who understand in regard to uh, what, what you want in your life and the negativity is something that, to, to remove. I mean, if you got family members who are bringing negativity in your life, you got to cut them loose. Yeah, you got clothes and a tattoo, you got to cut them loose. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you got to know when to cut your your losses and really begin to rebuild for yourself. Because in the, the day, there's a there's a brighter picture for you down the road. Right. Absolutely. What did I just hear? A social media influencer said there's no bunk beds in the coffin. Yeah. And I was like, that right there actually <laughs> says a lot because uh, ultimately, in the end, it's you and yeah, what's yeah. best for you. And I I don't watch the news either. That's something else I talked about. I don't watch the news. I ha I had to stop watching the news when I became a counselor. I, I, I hear things. I hear the worst of the worst every day in people's lives. Yeah. I can't go home and then, again, watch more news and hear the, you know, I'll, I'll catch yeah. it here and there, but I can't read an article. I can't watch a whole report. And like you said, keeping the positive. I, I like that. That's yes. really important. Well, and he's a content contributor. So now, yeah. so now I don't know why he doesn't respond back to my status. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I do, like your, I do like your content because I will say if I am on Facebook, yes. and that's how I know a lot about a lot of the initiatives that yeah. you have because that's the stuff that makes me smile. Like I scroll yeah. through and when I see your leader kids that are, you know, doing leadership things yeah. or your mentor your kids doing the mentoring things and all the initiatives, that makes me smile because that's the positivity that we need to see. Right. And and that's the thing of how you set up, you know, not only how you physically set people up in regard to who's in your space, but even social media, as you said, I follow certain people. And yeah. so the thing that really bring a heartwarming message to me is the people I follow. So their thing always seems to come up and I'm always getting a message and a narrative through that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's the case I'm pointing. And that's why I put in my thing, you know, in my, in my social media, it says right underneath my picture, the best way to get a hold of me is email. Do not message me out here. I don't even have messenger out here. Cause it's just, <laughs> hey, don't because tell him that because when it comes to snow days, give this boy, he's going to start blowing up your email. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they already do it now. I mean, you let. I'm going to say Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing is, uh, and, and you and you made it off. You said you just said it a little bit ago when you said, I don't know if Dr. Grant was superintendent or responsible because I got kids from so many school districts messaging me saying, Dr. Duran, if you do it, they'll do it. They're going to do what you do. And I'm You're, the like, leader. You're the leader of the snow days. Listen. I'm like, you didn't put all the pressure on me. I mean, what did the boys all like? Listen, I'm like, what? Yeah. So, I said, what yeah. school you go to? He said, such and such. Why are you calling? Why are you messaging me? Because we know you're the leader. Right, the right. By the way, we need a good fog day between now and the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> I remember at the, the previous school I was at, and we, so I used to just like literally, if I would see TPS, I would just go back to sleep because yep. I knew it was coming. And I remember one time we didn't see TPS. Oh, we were in school like that damn Durant. Like, <laughs> you didn't call it. <laughs> so now everybody's got an attitude about about Dr. Durant. He's not even our boss. Right, he's not. <laughs> and that's a true story everywhere. So. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, the pressure. I can't even imagine. So, uh, yeah. And you know the thing about it, I tell people they don't realize that on those days, you know, there's, there's no sleeping. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm in communication with the transportation department at midnight and they're constantly reporting throughout the week, throughout the hours, what the side roads look like, what are all the other places look like. And we have to make a decision by about 530 because, I, like I told you, we had kids traveling an hour each way. 
So you literally have to get ahead of it because, you know, they started saying, hey, Dr. Ann, when you call the school, then it's six o'clock. I know that's early, but we've already been on the road. And is there any way you can call it earlier? So that's why we had to call it even earlier. And so as you see now, most of the time, I'll call it a day ahead of time. Like, look. And you get to sleep. This- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good yeah. point. Yes. Yeah. Right, right. I love it. Yeah. So speaking of, you know, just how dope and awesome you are. Um, so we saw today that there was a story in the Blade. Um, you did a presentation downtown to Rotary yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about that? Yes, you know, exciting time. I'm, I'm a Rotarian myself. And, um, you know, so we had all the business leaders, community social activists, all the leaders in the room. Uh, we were at scaling at around 300 individuals there. And, uh, and so what I did was speak about the state of innovation with a new way of public education. Let's talk about these 10 magnet schools. Let's talk about how innovative they are and how they're different from the traditional mindset of how we've created schools in the past. I mean, at the end of the day, when we talk about our ancestors, if they were to show up in our school today, they would say, this is no different than when I went to school. But at the end of the day, now they're coming in and our, our ancestors came to our magnet school. They were like, whoa, this is a different change of environment. Right. At the end of the day, you got all these airplanes, we got all these animals, reptiles in our natural science. The Business Academy has its own investment lab with ticker symbols flashing throughout the entire yes. school. At the same time, the pre-med, the, the engineering school, the EV and electronic vehicles, and all the other things that come into play. But um, so what I do is I walk the business community in essence of one, these are magnet schools, they had no boundary lines. You can live anywhere to go here. Mm-hmm. Two, in regard to this opportunity, in regard to certification, credentialing, as well as college credits and degrees at no cost to you, which really sets your kids up for success when they have financial freedom much earlier in life. So as I talk to you, if you had kids and you're saying, well, Dr. Durant, you know what? I invest in a 529 in my child's college fund. I said, yeah, I get several parents like that. And you know what? I rework it for them because I'm very big in investments. I said, roll that out of 529, put it into a custodial account for your child. Tell them they can't have access to that money until they're 30. Continue to contribute to it just as you thought they were going to pay for college. Send them to one of these schools. Your kid will get a college degree for free. And when they graduate, you say you can't take it out until they're 30. Put it in the S&P 500. They'll have almost a half a million dollars sitting there. If your child can't succeed with that type of start, then there's a problem. Yeah. Compared to the general kid who just got a paid for a diploma and paid for a college degree, and at the end of the day is owing sixty to a hundred thousand dollars trying to make get the head of, get above water, and you know, and at the end of the day, there's a huge difference. And so, I think it's really being mindful and thoughtful. And so, these are the things that we communicate with the business community and their involvement within within the schools, uh, where many of them are, and those who are not. You know, I told them to bring a team there, hear what we're talking about, and then begin to plan and say, how can we get involved? to do some innovative things as well. And so we've already been in contact with several who, who were there yesterday and uh, uh, they were really starting to think outside the box because they recognize everything that we were doing makes, makes great sense. But at the same time, it's doing things differently and it's thinking outside the box. And in a sense, you're thinking outside the box, we want to think outside the box with you because we need employees just like everybody else. Yeah, and uh, yeah. yeah, so that's kind of what we're doing. Even what you're doing right now, as you know, at Scott High School, we had a broadcasting program for disc jockeys and other things. Like, this, this isn't today's era. This isn't today's time. We ain't got DJs like we used to. So we, we shut it down and rebuild it. And now it's going to be the social media influencer program. Now, how do you go about doing podcasting? Yeah, you're going to use this broadcast studio, use it for podcasting. You're going to yeah. use this, this radio station. We could still have our jazz station, but let's use it for what you would do to make money yeah. as an entrepreneur. 
And understand that these people aren't on here on YouTube winging it. They got a schedule. They have topics. Just like you guys are talking about education, <laughs> next week you'll have another topic and you'll have somebody yeah. choreography and all the things. There's a business behind that. And that's what we're trying to teach the kids. Because we yeah. definitely don't wing any of this. No. It, it, might, might, it, might, it, might, it might seem like, like we wing it, but no. we do plan. I swear. This is no. top level. This is top level. This is the MUD 419. This is top level stuff. Yes. You heard it here first. MUD talk, baby. Yes. Dr. Durant, the Barack Obama of the Barack Obama says, MUD talk top notch. Yes. I heard that. I love it. Yes. I got to get this game. Now, yeah, I got one more question. Okay, I'm going to get my game going. Yeah. All right. So one last question, uh, Dr. Durant. So, yes, sir. you know, we've seen a lot recently um, increase in, you know, youth violence amongst here in Toledo. Um, how do you think we as a community can help address this problem? You know what? Get involved in mentorship. Uh, so next year, I'm already creating, starting, I already got investors. So I told you about my mentorship group. I'm expanding it. We were at one time 2,500 strong. The goal is to get to 5,000 strong. And at the end of the day, you know, what I do is I formally dress every child. Every child gets bow ties, dress ties, vests, with our shield that sits on there, speaks to young men at excellence. I take them to all events. So in other words, the meeting that we had at Rotary, we were 20, I brought 20 with us, you know, and at That's the end awesome. of the day, I had them doing the meet, greet, open the doors, had them do the Pledge of Allegiance, did the prayers. And at the same time, you know, we do our call outs. Uh, so the goal is that we're gonna expand this operation, already got donors, uh, but what I need is more male leaders wanting to get involved into life. Women, listen, I run a men's group and a women's group. I probably got 10 advisors for the women's group for every chapter. Yeah. You know, you name the chapter, there's several of them. Women come out of the woodwork to support each other in regards to mentorship. Men, it's hard to get that commitment. It's hard to say, hey, I need you to commit to these kids right here at least once a week, once a month that you're willing to meet with them. And then every month we meet as a Saturday meeting. And so that is a challenge. So here's our challenge. I have women leading some of the men's groups. Yeah. Oh, wow. And they're running strong with them too. You know, they're running strong with these young men too. And the young men respect them highly, but that's not necessarily what we're trying. We, we want men to start having influences as well because these kids need to see in essence of how they need a role model just as well. And, and so, those are the struggles. So, you know, what I need and, and what I would ask for is a call out to say, hey, you know, contact Dr. Duran at rduran at tts.org. First initial last name. He responds to all his emails in 24 hours, always. And uh, I will respond and connect you with one of the chapters. And what we'll do is take you through our core values, how this works, you know, all the things that we do with the kids as we do a year long activity. And we want to be able to expand that to 5,000 strong. So what I do is I take them on national, I take them on field national trips. I put them on a bus. Like let's just say you guys, Mud Talk has a conference. People come from all over. I will show up with two bus loads with 100 kids deep, all dressed in black, bow ties, and they're just on one command, almost kind of like you see in the movie Malcolm X. And that's <laughs> what gets them all motivated because I start doing the call outs, they start echoing. And you know, you hear us coming. And that's what I love about that. And that's the excitement in essence of that camaraderie of, Socially getting together for positivity opposed to socially getting together for negativity. Yeah, absolutely. It's not about being on that slide and, and hitting them up. It's about being over here trying to make things of each other. Because at the end of the day, you know, we hang with wolves, we become wolves. You are an average of your association. And what we want these kids to have a high network because of their net worth. Absolutely. What uh, what age do you start that? Men like, what do you start mentoring the kids? So we started down in four, third and fourth. We start added, start, started adding third into there. But they go fourth through 12th grade. And what we did do is we get them in elementary. So when they get to high school, 
there's no selling it to them. They already are locked in. They're looking for it. Who's the chapter advisor at the high school? And so, and that's what gets it and really keeps it strong, particularly because we want them to mentor the younger ones. And then the younger ones strive to want to be in their young chapter to go up to the uh, senior chapter. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yeah. All right. So mentors needed, and we'll shout that out again yes. um, when we when we air this. I don't know where he's going, but we are going to play a game. <laughs> so we do play little games here, and okay. this game is all education related. It's called This or That. Okay. okay. So I'm going to give you two topics, education related, and you got to tell me which one you would pick. Okay? okay. All right. So the first one is: Would you rather this or that? Cleaning the whole school becomes one of your duties. Or serving lunch to one of the schools becomes one of your duties every day. Uh, I would like to serve lunch uh, every day, but I'm a neat freak. For some of you who know me, I'm very OCD. So I probably would enjoy that just as much. But I, I'm going to say lunch because cleaning is one thing, but meals is a necessity. And if there's anything I want to make sure that you have is a meal, because I could clean any day, but the meal is something yeah. that I need to make sure because I personally was is the one seeing to it that you were able to eat. Perfect. And it's a social time, so you could talk to kids. Okay, so would you rather have a parent of students live in your shoes for a week or have a politician live in your shoes for a week? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) We have some tough questions here. I got to do a deuce of that. Well, um, I would say a politician, you know, because sometimes with many of your parents, if, if, if you're connected in the way that you should, uh, they understand where you're coming from, and and at the end of the day, you know that's why I use social media because they recognize that my motor never stops, and I'm gonna keep going, and keep pushing for us. And so many of them just have that appreciation where the politicians are completely out of touch, are completely sitting at the ISO towers, and are making decisions totally out of touch and how that impacts. So when I told you what makes me effective in this job is because I've been at every position and know what it feels like as a student, a teacher, building administrator, assistant superintendent, and then the superintendent. At the end of the day, when you have felt that in that career, then your decision is a little bit different. And so when you're a politician, you're completely out of touch to reality, particularly when you come to inner city environment that you wouldn't walk through. So how how could you possibly, you know, bond with? So, yeah. And I never quite understood. Those politicians are the same people who make decisions on our educational law. Right. So mm-hmm. that just blows my mind. So, yeah. They're well, just wait until I become the Secretary of Education. The whole... <laughs> Hello. I have a former student of mine who, who insisted he was going to become the president. And I said, well, when you're the president, I'm the Secretary of Education. There you go. So it's coming. I don't know. <laughs> you're not going to be What's her name? Betsy DeVoe. She yep. was the Secretary of Education. Well, she was Dr. Oh. Cardona. Yeah. Dr. Cardona is now the new uh, yeah. what's the new president. But that's what I was just saying. I don't don't, yeah. don't become Betsy DeVos. No, yeah, I'm, not out of touch. I'm still okay. in education, so I'm here. I, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, so dealing with a bad day, would you rather, or not even a bad day, a tough day? Would you rather have coffee or chocolate to get through that day? So I'm a health freak. I've never had coffee in my life, so I can't say that. And uh, it would be chocolate, obviously, out of the two. But uh, I Are try to maintain my. Are you a dark chocolate my... fan? Healthy people like dark chocolate. Uh, that's what I would eat more like peanut butter because uh, I go for the protein in the peanut butter. But uh, I don't eat a whole lot of chocolate. I try to keep my sugar count around 36 a day. And so, you know, I track it all the time. So it's so funny uh, because I track my sugar count just to be healthy. Yeah. I was with this kid and the kid, like, during Easter, he's like, oh, I can't get it to you. I was like, why? 
my mama said you were diabetic. I'm like, what? <laughs> That's funny. I'm not a diabetic. You said you watch your sugar. I watch my sugar, but I'm not a diabetic. <laughs> Look, I can eat that candy. <laughs> That's funny. Who wouldn't give me no chocolate? I can't give this to you. That's funny. That is funny. We had, yeah. we had a hard time coming up with that question, too, about the drink question, because we were like, does Dr. Dr. That, yeah. does he drink? And I we didn't... was like, we probably shouldn't ask that question. <laughs> I was no, going to say a glass of wine or chocolate, but... I've never had I've never had alcohol or coffee. Never had alcohol alcohol in my life. Uh, never had a desire to have it. Uh, you know, and it serves me well. But uh, you know, people say, "Well, wine is good for you." I'm like, you know, I just don't have a desire. I've, you know, and I can tell people that like, you always say your teeth are so white. I said I haven't had I haven't had anything other than water for the last probably fifteen. That's or all so you years. Not even water. like water. No, I, I'll put amino acids in my water, you know, so that at least give me a little bit of taste. But the whole idea is to have amino acids, amino acids, so it help rebuild and recover for a long day of work or something. So I need to come and hang out with you and get yeah. healthy for one day. Yeah. Like I feel like everything you're telling me. I mean, I know I should do it all, but it might change our life. I love peanut butter and chocolate. I rationalize that Snickers is an appropriate meal. Oh, sorry, that was it. There's a there's a chocolate bar that has peanuts in it that is a is a full meal because it has chocolate and it has protein. Right. That's, that's, that's like that. Yes. Did you Google that? I used to teach nutrition. Don't oh. judge me. I, <laughs> I used to teach nutrition. I do know how to have good nutrition. Right. All right. So here's the next one. You are short staffed. Would you mm -hmm. rather have to cover in school suspension for the day or study hall for the day? So uh, I would say in school suspension because those type of kids I love. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, coming from a disciplinary background and household and, you know, and obviously the east side, I build rapport much more. So when I did my student teaching, I said, I don't want an outer line TPS school or what I want an inner city school. That's how I ended up in Nathan Hale. And um, so I gravitate to them much more. So, you know, that, that would be definitely something because that's that thing of getting through, which is why I said I went to education just through that is that for whatever reason, there seems to be a bond and understanding between, you know, myself and kids who are going through challenges. So uh, I would definitely say I would love to do that. I would probably pick in school suspension too. I like a, I like a little action every now and then in my class. I don't even need time. action. I just, just I'm, little, I'm just like a little bit. Not I don't like calling nothing crazy. The study hall, you get some action too, but not. Yeah. I mean, listen, I was assigned to, to chaperone a mm -hmm. chaperone a study hall. It was the worst duty I ever had to do in my life. But then when they used to put me in school suspension, I'm like you. Yeah. I give me all the children that can't make good choices, and yes. those are my favorites. And I like to just have those com tough, tough conversations. Tough conversation, yes. There will be no action in my school suspension because I'm not playing with you. Well, there no. will be no action. I'm not That's talking. I'm not talking about <laughs> like fighting and throwing. Chairs. Oh, there's no action. <laughs> no, we don't do that, and not in Mr. Cleveland's class. Right? No, yeah. not, not me either. Right. Okay, so in order to relax and unwind, would you rather have on site in your office? A free professional masseuse to be able to give you a massage, or a free on-site professional chef. So, uh, well, I don't like being in the office. <laughs> you know, if you try to catch like me there, you're not going to catch me. We're home, uh, home or office. Uh, uh, okay, um, I would say chef mm -hmm. because uh, you know because of my diet is so strict that I would want somebody who understands and yes. able to give provide that. I mean, and, and cooking is, is, is a, requires a lot of time. And so to be able to have someone do that really takes a lot of, gives me a lot of my time back in essence of providing someone in a meal opposed to resort to a protein bar 
or a protein drink, you know, constantly on the run. I'm actually able to organize more meals in my day. Yeah. Well, when I go into my private professional chef business, I'll let you know. Because <laughs> that, that may be my retirement career. I haven't decided yet, but I'm like, man, I'm there about you to. There you go. So my last one is this. Summer break. Yeah. Would you rather have a break at a beach or break at the at like a nice state park where you can see like mountains and trails and hiking? Uh, you know what? I, I would say the beach. Um, again, everything's always health related. We're at, at the beach, sometimes because you live in the Midwest, you lack a lot of uh, vitamin uh, D3. Mm -hmm. And so which you be surprised at how much it impacts your immune system. And for me to be on this type of run all the time, I really have to be conscious of my immune system. So I always keep a certain milligrams of my vitamin mm -hmm. C and vitamin D3, which most people leave out because you naturally get it from sunlight. So if I'm able to get it naturally, I'd rather have it naturally. So I don't always have to resort and reside on, rely on, you know, always having to take a pill or whatever else to get D3. So that would be my reason. But again, it's all, it's all scientifically based. Yeah. You know, like I said, this is all a science. I like it. I like yeah. it. Did you teach science? I feel like that was that your specialty? Well, elementary, you taught it all. So I taught, I taught all the, the, the subjects in, you know, elementary. So, yeah. yeah. He just gave us a very superintendent answer of, I just want to show my arms off at the beach. Right. That was a very <laughs> superintendent answer. He just want to show off his guns while he's at the beach. I was just thinking that, Kim and I, because that was also in my mental health minutes about how I talked about vitamin D is the only one you can get for the sun. And it's one of the, of the vitamins primarily responsible for positive mental health. Facts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. All right, you got any more questions? That was it. That Those was it. This and that. Uh, yeah, well, I, I kept it clean. That was easy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> so proud of you. Aren't you? Yes. <laughs> well, we appreciate you so much, Dr. Durant, for doing this interview yes. here on Mud Talk. We appreciate you more than you know. We salute you for everything that you are doing in Toledo and for our TPS babies and Toledo community in general. And like I said, you know, you are the Obama of Toledo. Yes. So <laughs> I'm going to put that on Facebook and tag me. So uh, yeah. he's not gonna read it. I was gonna he's say probably won't respond, but just you know, to well, now if you have something and you send it to me through my email, I will always share it. Yeah, because you know, I'll, I'll at least get it or whatever. Uh, but yeah. trying to find it is a challenge. But you know, I appreciate what you do. Uh, again, uh, you are about the positivity of news in regard to you know what it means to be from the mud, the four one nine, and and really celebrating that just in the naming of of the of the podcast. Absolutely. regard to you know you are every bit of what you represent and so hat goes off to you not only in regards to the podcast and the work you do behind that but also within the field of education because it's a selfless pro profession uh that you're there to serve others other than yourself and many a times you find yourself serving others much more than you do your own self Absolutely. and so uh keep sure up do. doing god's work and uh, anyway i could be a support to you Maybe I'll, I'll consider a couple more snow days just for you. Say <laughs> this is yes. just for this is for my talk. I might give you the name of the superintendent I work, but we don't talk about that on here. But yeah. then you can give him a call. And, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Make sure you check out the Mud Talk podcast on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Pandora Radio, and Sirius XM Radio as well. iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, YouTube. YouTube, Amazon, and you know, of course. You know, Many Faces is the home of the Apple Charted podcast. Mud Talk was actually number 112 on the Apple Charts. And that's from the what? Wow. Black Lido brand? Is this yes. Congratulations. Wow, look at that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yes, also support Black Lido, which Ooh, is the sponsor yeah, yeah. Wait, of... Where's the camera? There, there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> of Many Faces podcast studio. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Ray. Remember, 
Uh, Mud Talk is the only show that brings you latest in music, news, and fashion. The only show that keeps your ears to the streets. While you grind in the 419. Thank you All so right. much, Dr. D. We appreciate you. Appreciate you as well. You guys have a good Thank one. You. Yep. you too. Yep. Have Bye-bye. a good evening. Yep. That was cool. That was really good. I like Dr. Durant. I like him a lot. He is yeah. really um, down to earth. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Uh, all about the kids. Yeah, yeah, man. That was and the programs are in. I, I don't know. You want to go click that real quick because it says wait. Just hit wait. Not it's not going to start. Are you sure? This is my. Oh, okay, I'm confused. But <laughs> I'm just here to. Yes. You worry about the camera, and I got this. <laughs> right. You. No, but I the I I you know the magnet school idea, mm-hmm. and just just where we're going industry is. I think we're recognizing and realizing that not everybody's path is college. Yes. And that even if your even if your path is college. Um, to get the industry credentials and start working your big kid job and making big kid money will and getting that college degree will provide you so many opportunities. Like what he was talking about, that is next level. Yes. And that is such a um, resource for our area. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, if you didn't hear what he had to say, they, they currently are, they have an aviation program. They have construction um, coming soon. Education. That's the Barber. So yes. They've had cosmetology for a while, but yes. Barber, they added on to that. Broadcasting. Um, broadcasting, podcasting, what do you say, social, social media influencer. influencing? Social media influencer. I mean, there's just so many up-and-coming professions where you can walk out of school with your industry credential, meaning people can hire you on the spot. And he was talking about 18-year-olds making $60,000 starting out, 18. 18. I would have given my left arm. to. I was paying $60,000 when I was 18, getting yeah. my college degree. Um, you know, And so it's so much more acceptable now just to be able to see that everybody's got different paths. And yeah. so... I think it's dope that um, they are giving those different paths. So, you know, just like, for instance, so you have some kids who may just want to get their high school diploma and they graduate. And you have some kids who want to go into the trades or yep. the college bound. Like there's so many different ways to graduate yep. instead of just the typical traditional yeah. one that most schools have. Uh-huh. That is part of the problem why mm-hmm. kids act up in school because you are forcing them, forcing them mm-hmm. to learn a way that may not be for them. Well, and so I think- for example, you know, you may have a kid who, you know, before all this even happened, you may have a kid who may have been into aviation, but yeah. there was no program. So they right. had to just do the traditional high school way. But yeah. now that kid is causing problems in school. High because, school, then college. Yeah. So it's like, then you have to go do all the, and now yeah. it's like you can walk out just having that training. And these kids are actually like participating mm-hmm. in what they want to do and not what they are forced. To. And and I like the way, so like basically a lot of this, I will give, not, not that we give our state a lot of credit, but our state has <laughs> changed the graduation requirements. And mm-hmm. I like the magnet school is leaning into that. You yes. know, you can't just graduate. You can't just take classes, get good grades and graduate. Now you have to get your credits and pass and certain certified. state tests. And you have to get certain what they call seals, which mm-hmm. is could be career tech, could be industry credentials. It could be taking specific classes. It's very much more individualized. Yeah. Every kid has to have an individualized graduation plan. So we're individualizing that and and he's leaning into it he's yeah. saying okay here's what the state requires let's make this the best and most affordable yeah. like i'm sitting here listening to him talking i'm like i got two kids that have zero college money coming i'm about to send my two kids to one yeah. of the programs yeah. you know and and i had already actually talked to somebody that works for the medical one that's how i knew um and i was like man i need to get my kids you know my daughter's thinking about nursing and i'm like we may need to check that out you know yeah no that was that was, was really good. dope and I'm, I'm so just happy that we have someone in that position, yep. making change. And like you said, like 
I don't even like being in my office. So that means that he's coming out of his yeah. office and he's involved in the community and mm-hmm. seeing what we need and, and what needs to change. And he came from the community. Yeah, he came from and the that's, community. And that's, and like I said earlier, that's what I respected when he got that position was that he born, raised, grew up, went to college here, taught elementary all the way through. I mean, he yeah. went all the way up through the ages. And I think that that is something that not a lot of towns and communities can say. Yeah. They, they have somebody that he's, he is literally from the mud. He is he is literally. here, and that is where, and that's why he's. It's understandable. Yeah. Well, and you know what's crazy is a lot of people don't even know who their superintendent is. Right. You know what I'm saying? So the fact he says he pop, what do you say fifty four building fifty six buildings that he pops into classrooms as often as he can as he can yes and I mean that's great and came on mud talks so yeah. how often does that happen you know what I'm saying so yeah. just the fact that we have a superintendent who is so relatable to the community mm-hmm. like I think that's so dope and I think that's why he has continued to be position that he's been in yeah so shout out to dr duran i like him i do too uh he almost made me want to make a transfer i'm not but gonna lie happening. i'm not gonna lie <laughs> I was sitting there like, but I, it ain't i'm happening. pretty sure we both just got a job offer there i think we saying. did i just mean saying. but if he ever needs mud talk to come in uh you know stream an event or do whatever we're here I'm but here and here. also if you're hearing this he needs mentors yes and that and i and you know hearing we've heard now three different people talk about solutions to this is the question I think we get asked most often to talk about on my talk. What do we do? We have a lot of youth violence happening in our community. And every day, you know, if you are watching the news, turning on social media, you know, uh, it's it's really, really sad to see. And that's not what we want for our community. Yeah. And, you know, we heard a councilwoman talk about how they're addressing the beautification of the neighborhoods and getting rid of some of the places that make it easier for people to have, mm-hmm. um, you know, to participate in the, those things that are going on. Yeah. We heard from um, Officer Green. He talked about how it starts at home and we have to start at home. and you know, get into the the homes and the, and realize that parenting is a thing that we we may have to look at a different ways of parenting kids. Yeah. And uh, now we heard Dr. Durant say, and and from an educational point of view, mentoring. And yeah. and 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 I asked him, I and I did ask on purpose, like, what age do you start that? Because I feel like at this stage we have kids that are real young that are they're easily swayed at a young age. And yes. I like that they said he said they're starting in third grade, and he said by the time they get to high school, you know, I I'm envisioning you've got adults mentoring, and you also probably have the high school kids mentoring the you know third graders. Yes. I always tell I always tell young kids that I work with, and you know, when, when kids that are younger than you look at you, I don't care how much younger than you they are. If you're older than them, you're the coolest human on the planet. They're gonna do what you do, and so I think just having that mentoring is gonna try to go from twenty five hundred to five thousand, yeah. which means he needs mentors and he needs male mentors. He needs male mentors. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go one step further because I know this because I have run in a mentoring program. He needs black male mentors. Yes. And he and that and I can say that because I have run a mentoring program. Um, and that is what I struggled finding is black male black mentors male. because, you know, you can find female, he's right, female mentors. There are so many, they're plentiful. Mm-hmm. We love, thank you women for doing in our part. Um, you can even find a lot of mentors of some, not a lot, but there are male mentors that tend to be of other races. But what is the hardest is to find black male mentors. Yes. And that I believe is going to have the biggest impact on, um, a, a, especially a big portion of the 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 culture and community that are in TPS. Yeah. And the thing with that is something that he said was is that he's had women run the in program meetings. And to me that stuck out because mm-hmm. think about some of the households that some of our kids come from is most sometimes it's just mostly the They're mother coming from a yeah. female from a female matriarch matriarchal yeah. household. household. And yeah. so now I'm thinking, well, I'm going to go to school, and this is called Young Men of Excellence. I should see a young man of excellence leading this group. Correct. And then I come in, and then I see a young woman. 
Yeah. And, and that's not to say, because I mean, I can, and say, it's not that bad. I can say in my educational career, I, yeah. I, I am one of those women who work very, very well influencing and impacting the adolescent males that I have worked with. Yeah. But I, that does not substitute for the fact that they need to have male mentors. Absolutely. Every yeah. male. Because, every male because if you think about it, if they're they're going to school and they're like, I already see a, a, a woman all day, which is my mother. Then mm-hmm. I get to school. My teacher may be a woman. Oh, there's a majority of my teachers yeah, that are probably female. Because education is at this stage a most, especially younger education. I mean, as yeah. you get in the older ages, there typically can be a little it's, more, it's a lot female more dominant. But it is female dominant, yes. younger. But everybody from the gym teacher to the gen mm-hmm. ed teacher to the lunch people are all women. And so now when I come to a program that's called Yemen Excellence, and now and now I don't even see a man. I see a woman. Yep. You know, so they need they need men. Yeah. They need, so they he, need he said to reach out to him and on his email. He answers every email in 24 hours. If yes. you at all want to have an impact in the life of somebody, you know, this that's a great opportunity. Just to be able, and I and I come across people all the time. They're like, man, I got stuff to say to kids, you know. And I think some of the best people are people I've that I've had come in and do presentations. Um, I always say twice a month at most. They do a, they do a mentoring meeting and they meet the kids once a month. I mean, it could be more than that. It sounded like, but sounds like minimum maybe twice a month. Right. That's not a lot, to, yeah. to especially. And 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 here's where I'm at. If I don't want to hear anybody else whining on social media about what are we going to do in this community if you're not going to step up and have a positive influence. Absolutely. There it is. That's what you do. You go in and you say if, if that's and if it's not your calling, there are other things you can do. Not everybody's good at working with people. Yes. You don't have to directly work with the children. Right. You can do things behind the scenes. So yep. if a program says that they need snacks, you can donate yep. snacks to the program. If yep. you, you know, if they are saying like, hey, just come and read a book to a child at one time. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to be direct with a mass group of kids right. all the time. All the time one and, running mentoring. Programs and, stuff. and so those of you that are gifted that way, mentor. Mm-hmm. If not, and I, you know, if, if you are not contributing to any type of assistance in this community, if you are going to not step up and do whatever your gifting is. So if you're going to art, you know, maybe there's some art stuff you can do. Like you said, donate. And, and I know maybe not everybody has the resources to do that. But yeah. if you do, you can donate. You can, you know, provide your time to just do one guest speaking appearance at a group. Um, you know, I know that you have your impact program. That's that's actually how I'm on here yeah. is that I, I started by going to your program. Mm-hmm. And teaching lessons because I—that's something that I'm passionate about—is sharing. Well, it's like sex ed, but still. <laughs> um, but 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 for me, as a young parent, when I had my oldest son, I was a young parent, and I never want anybody to grow up without the knowledge they need to have in order to make good sexual decisions. And so that started from there, and kind of kind of went that way. And, and any time that I can, I try to come in and, and do little lessons, workshops here and there. I can't commit to every week, every day that he has programming. But I'll go and I'll do a presentation, right? You know, or donate snacks for your trip, yeah. or just, whatever it is. Just somehow, some way, be involved mm-hmm. with the community and and, and not part of the problem. Part right. of the problem, you know, being on social media doesn't solve anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like we just get into this constant cycle where people feel like by going on social media that's solving something, and it's it's not. Yep. You have to be more than what I call a Facebook word. Yeah. Or like like we heard Officer Green talk about, he said parenting. Maybe you maybe you're a great parent. Maybe you're great at parenting. Yeah. You know, step up and help mentor other parents. There are programs out there to do that. Yes. And they need mentors. Or maybe just step up and present something to parents. Yeah. Or, you know, participate when when the city opens up new programming or basketball diamonds and you know, being a being a part of the solution instead of using the parks for whatever we like to use. I mean, they even have you know. something as simple as um I know um, a friend of mine, Tremaine Rayford, he runs the program called um, the program. The program. There we go. <laughs> it's called the program. <laughs> um, but they have an event every year called the tie event. Yeah. And literally it's just 
black men or men in general coming out and teaching young men how to tie ties. Yeah. Like you don't have to do anything strenuous. You're not teaching a lesson. You're not, you're literally coming out for teaching a day. Teaching somebody how to tie ties. Which is a hard skill, but that's a, a skill that you learn on that day that you teach that day. Mm -hmm. And that's going to be in that kid's mind. And that kid's going to use that skill to go to job interviews. To be able to impact their life, to be economically sound. I mean, that's to even teach other to kids. Even how teach to tie other tie kids tie. how to tie tie or be presentable to walk across the stage at graduation. I mean, there's a lot of things just doing that one thing. There are so many good programs. If yes. you want to have, if you want programs to get involved with, let us know. Yes, we will hook you up. We'll we hook have you up. so many programs that we that we have through Mud Talk, that we have through our jobs, through mental health, through education. I mean, there are, there's a lot out there that we can hook you up. With. Tell us what you're gifted at, and we will find you a program to hook you up. With. Yes, please do. Please do. That's how that right there is how we solve it. That is how we solve the problem. Get involved. I mean, get involved. And it's not. Ugh, I hate when people say this. We need more programs. We need more. We don't programs. know. We are. Actually, we need more people. We are actually oversaturated. With programs. Yeah, we need people. And I don't have. So this is my thing. I have no problem with um, even when programs kind of do some of the same similar things. You know, I have no problem with that because I'm only one person who can teach. You know, college bound stuff to middle school kids. I don't care if you do the same thing that I do. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. That's one thing I don't care about. But what I do care about is people who are like, we have no programs. We need more programs. You literally have five, 10 college-bound programs. So we don't need more college-bound programs. Mm -hmm. We don't need more mentoring programs. We don't need bas more basketball courts don't solve the problem because guess what? They just take their problems to the basketball court. Yeah, which is what Officer Green had talked yeah, about. Yeah, what he just talked about. You know, and, and, and not that that's not nice because if you are using the basketball court, pick up your trash. You know, be, be a positive influence if you're using them. Yeah. But that's another way that you can be impactful. But when it comes to the programs, we have programs, we need people. Yes. And we need people to step up and say, I, I want to create a good, strong, positive community. Is that going to solve the problem mm -hmm. today? No. And I think I think what I was going to throw in there, but we, he, was, he was giving great input. Mm -hmm. When he said it took us two years, it's going to take us two years in education to recover from the pandemic. I think we also have to recognize and realize that a lot of what we had coming, I remember sitting in my house during COVID thinking, but you know, it started off, you know, we were in COVID and then we had some, the riots happening and mm -hmm. Everybody was closed up for two years. It's going to take two years. It's yeah. going to take time. You can't turn around and have the solution fixed right here. But what you can do is you can say, what can I do to impact the community in a positive yes. way? And know that it is going to take time. No, you know, volunteer. Maybe you volunteer one time. Maybe you then tell your neighbor and they volunteer. You get together as a community and say, what can we do in order to make a positive impact? Yes. And know that it is going to take a recovery time. Yes. You know, there, it, there's time. Yes. And it's going to take, you have to be consistent though. When it comes to kids, you have to be consistent. Yeah. You can't just come in, you know, in what is this, April, but then skip May, June, and then come back in July. Like you have to be consistent. So yeah. if you tell those kids, I'm going to come once a month to read to you, yeah. and teach you how to tie a tie. Yeah. I don't even care. I don't even care if you go to a program and you just simply don't eat a snack and eat a snack with them. Yeah. Like something's, let me tell you this. So I have put on Facebook back in, February, March. Um, every year at Impact, we always do Career Wednesdays. I mean, Career Wednesdays, where we have somebody from the community come in and you know either talk about your career or you know whatever the case may be. And so this time I was like, I think it would be really dope if we had people come in for Career Wednesday instead of making it so formal, just sit with our kids and have a snack and talk yeah. about what you do, like a chat with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the response was low. The response was low. And so, therefore, I just reached out to people that I knew would come through, you know, and I wanted people from different walks of life who I may not know. But yet, that's something simple. You come for 20 to 30 minutes, talk about your career, and you leave. But then... And that can be any career. Yeah, any career. Any Anything. Career. But then they don't do that. But then we have 
all these youth violence happen. And then, yeah, but you're so quick to get on Facebook and say, we need more programs. We need this. We need that. That's that's not well, what it and, is. And here's the other thing. I don't, I, this is this the one that gets me, and this isn't an FYF, but this is the one that gets me. It could be. When people are like, <laughs> oh, just move. I'm glad I don't live in just move, move, move. It's not that The simple. fact of the matter is, is this. Not everybody has that ability to do that, number one. Number two, we have a great community here in Northwest Ohio. And yes, there is there is some things going on. There's a bad, and it's not just Toledo. Mm -hmm. there, it is cities everywhere. Yeah, you know, my son lives in Cincinnati. I walked down there and I talked to a guy. He used to, he was working security. He works at one of the youth jails there. He was telling me things that sound a lot like what we're dealing with here. And 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 so it's not just here. But I'm just going to move. I'm so glad I don't. We have a great community. We just have to step up and decide we want to keep it to be a great community. Absolutely. And then we also have to figure out, you know, what is our priority? Because mm -hmm. you know, right now we're like. Youth violence. We gotta stop the violence. Stop, you know, protect the youth. But then, when the youth violence is no longer in the media, now we've kind of forgotten about right. it, and now, and now, people have moved on to whatever else they want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I literally said on Facebook a couple weeks ago. I probably well, I can bring this off here now. So, well, it's still gonna be part of the show. I'm shedding right now. I'm sorry. So should I'm I just tell this story? Um, I don't know. Is it is it appropriate? Should we save it? I'm gonna save it. Okay. I'll save it. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll save it for. We'll say before FYF. Yes, yeah. I'll say that story. But I just really want people like to get their priorities together in regards to what's going on in the community, and then also too like I'm not saying that we can't have fun and also you know take care of business, but I see people respond so quick to these club flyers and sneaker ball flyers and you know all that other stuff real quick. You know, free shots before ten. But if we say hey. Bring your youth out to a free breakfast at 10. To go learn about college. To careers, go learn about college. Learn schools, how to tie a tie. Learn how to tie a tie. Or to learn just there's alter communication, problem solving. I know. Don't I know. get me started. I know. Because that, but yeah. We could do a whole show. We, we can do you a know whole what? We That's going to be our next special. Can we do a Mud Talk Talks about education? Healing our community. Healing our community. We should. We should. That's that it. One. Done. You put that one. You're welcome. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. We thank y'all for, for tuning in, tapping in with this. Um, yeah. I do have a face. Can I show them that I actually have a face? Well, maybe. Yes, we're probably going to edit that part out. My face? No. Like this, we're going to edit all of it out. Few, the last few 10 minutes. So thank you. Well, we can just pull clips. Yeah, but we still got to post the whole interview. All right, yeah, okay. and then you can do your outfit. Oh, well, I can already do that. But all right, anyways, y'all, I appreciate you guys, and we appreciate you guys for tuning in with us with this interview with Dr. Durant. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully, you guys learned a lot and how you know how we can help heal our community and you know do some amazing things with our youth and I'll learn about all the awesome things that TPS does. I think TPS gets such a bad rap sometimes, yeah. and people don't realize all of the good stuff that TPS There's actually a lot. does. And That's if you want positivity on social media, go follow Dr. Durant and TPS. Yes. He ain't going to respond back, though. No, he's but. not going to respond back. But I'm telling you, when I go to the stream, like I've learned that. I'm like, wow, they offer this. They offer this. I knew about the mentoring program. I knew about the magnet schools. Why? Because it's on there. I knew about you whining on social media. No, that's fine. Yeah, you just have, all you just asked black, black baby Jesus. Yes, I just asked black baby Jesus. Then you get your, not me. He doesn't yeah. like me. Well, just ask me and I. Okay, I'll be like, can you, can you hit up Black Baby Jesus for me? Yes, I will hit up Black <laughs> Baby Jesus for you. So, all right, y'all, I'm Big T. I'm Miss Amy. And remember, Mud Talk is the only show that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion, and the only show that keeps your ears to the streets. While we grind in the 419. Deuces, y'all. Be safe. Love y'all. Make good choices. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like,